two-week break is over. We're Win- back. Winter break. I birthed a child. Well, well my, my wife birthed a child. Yeah. But I supported. Right. We I was there supportive. for the making and the receiving. And some of the now taking care of. Lots of the taking care of. Um, I just, I say that we birthed a child because lots of people say like, oh yeah, we're pregnant. And that is so, it makes me so mad. <laughs> no, we're not pregnant. My wife is pregnant and I'm doing everything I can to help keep her alive. Bingo. But we had a child and uh, it is, I forgot how great it was. Oh, she's it's, so precious. It's so good. Uh, it's Because it's been five years. Five years since I had a kid. I can't believe that. And uh, baby, baby Amelia, Millie, Millie is here with us. Amelia, Amelia, Amelia. Yeah, I've been calling her uh, Mil Melia for a lot, <laughs> and nobody really understands that she's named after an old Italian multi-stage auto race. But here we are. They still do that race with classic cars. They should. It's amazing. Uh, pretty soon, what thirty years? What's going to be thirty years old this month or this year? Ninety-four. Could write uh, like a first gen Civic Si, almost me along your almost you. Uh, yeah, so it's been a while, but uh, but we're here and excited to be here. We are. It was actually probably a good uh, time to take a two week break as well because I I'm not sick, but I just have like this weird cough. Yeah, you and everybody else. It's the thing to oh do. Oh my right gosh, now. it's been horrible. So if I'm coughing a lot in the background, I apologize. And if I'm burping a lot. It's because I ate pho for lunch and I ate it real fast. <laughs> um, but it, so everybody has had a cough for like six weeks. Mm-hmm. It's called the six week cough Yeah, in our neighborhood. We have a name for it because <laughs> everybody has had it. Ollie has it. Yeah. Lola had it. And it's, it's not a sickness. It's just a cough. Yeah. Down it's great. With the sickness. There's a, a person in our, in our neighborhood and she has had it for a while and she actually tore cartilage in her ribs from it seriously yeah she's not sick she just has a cough oh my gosh she gets the black lung it's gotta be she's been working in the coal mines yep i'm drinking plenty of mountain dew keeping it work uh, it right through you yep it kills everything on your inside yellow five (laughs) that helps do it helps adhd a lot (laughs) so i've read right uh (laughs) but it's so delicious yes i uh yeah i've gained a lot of weight from drinking a lot of soda I, on my body, I've gained eight pounds, which is a substantial amount for my tiny uh, slender frame. Uh, and it's mostly because of soda. Yeah. That's, it's all sugar. That's my problem, Sometimes too. Sometimes you need to be able to cope with things in life. And uh, I, that's pretty much what I deal, do for it. I heard... Well, this, no, uh, it, it's soda and 7-Eleven taquitos. <laughs> 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 every once in a while i'll sneak off and it's bad because uh every once in a while four times a week <laughs> that's every once in a while yeah so it's fine but i when you eat three meals a day yeah. four times a week is here's what i've realized about ever. myself with things like that it's everything in my life is so out of control <laughs> right now with the kids and a new baby uh that's like the one thing i can control is my food intake yeah and i want to it's some deep-seated subconscious <laughs> thing where I'm like, no, I control. I can do this if I want to. Yeah. And then I'll eat it and instantly feel terrible. And I'm so mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, That's that kind of reminds me, actually, of a story I heard just the other day. Mm. <clears throat> um, And this was, I think this was when the 
9-11-R came out. So it was probably like, what, 2015? Yeah, around there. Yeah, and somebody was talking to Andy Pruniger, who is the head of the GT department at Porsche. Okay. So basically any Porsche that has a uh, a GT in the name, GT4, GT4S, mm-hmm. GT3, all mm-hmm. of those. GTC4 Luso. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like the head of the development department okay. Okay. for that. And somebody was talking to him about the, there's there was an option in the 911R where you could do no radio and no air conditioning. Sure. And somebody was like complaining, telling him to like figure out how to make it lighter. And he, he just looked at them and was like, why don't you lose a couple hundred pounds? Oh. <laughs> and they, they weren't like a heavy set person, yeah. but he's like, it's not that easy. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. It's hilarious. And yeah. the, the best thing about Porsche is that they probably charged an extra 17,000 bucks to delete the radio and the AC. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. Everything you remove, it's like the Boxster Spider that they did. <laughs> they removed everything, like no door handles, no carpet. Right. And it was like $26,000 more than a regular Boxster. And $26,000 more glorious. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, can I bring up a an awesome Porsche anecdote? Yes. So for people out there who aren't super into the Porsche scene or don't know a lot about Porsche maybe they don't follow them yeah first of all get your life on track yeah absolutely start following yeah the world is flat six says um <laughs> so Porsche is, that needs to be a t-shirt I'm sure it is there's no way that that's not a t-shirt I'm gonna look um if not check out our website <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll, be there. it'll be there so Porsche is the most fastidious automotive group around i would i would venture to say like to a rolls royce level of detail almost are you talking about porsche the company or the ownership group? okay so i'm talking about the company right now but that has bled over into the ownership group where the ownership group is almost uh i mean i don't want to say fascistic given (laughs) porsche's lineage but they are persnickety yeah they are persnickety uh about the just the tiniest little things so on the newest iteration of the 911, there are screenshots uh, or pictures of a typo in the Porsche 911 software. So it's, it's in the software. It's in so it's <clears throat> in the the warning. The it's a dashboard warning. So it says uh, brake. I, f- I forget exactly what it says, but brake pads low. B r a k e. And right below that, it says replace brake pads soon. But break in the second sentence is spelled B-R-E-A-K. No. Yeah. And <clears throat> that is epic. Porsche, that is borderline recall right. level. Freaking chat GPT writing the, there. It's the best thing <laughs> of all time. Just the, the fact that it was Porsche. And I know that's such a tiny, like, they transpose two letters, basically. Right. But that that's, is, I mean, hilarious. That's, a, that's like a big. Yeah. That guy now works for. Uh, fiat probably i would say hyundai yeah because you can misplace the letters in that and nobody will even know (laughs) um true so i thought that i mean that is up there with the ims level uh failures you know yeah so when i worked at porsche there was a a client there who he probably purchased i would say somewhere in the like three three to three and a half million dollars worth of cars every year from that dealership sure 
Um, As you do. And he ordered a GT3 RS, and it showed up with no badges. Okay. No badge on the hood, and the GT... Like no crest or anything? Yeah, nothing. It was just like... Okay. They completely missed it. But we talked him into not putting one on it, because it was cooler. Okay. Because it was like a Porsche... Right. It's like a factory issue, issue, so it's worth more. Factory defect, yeah. It's one of one. How do you forget to put badges on? I have no idea. Maybe were they watching um, Blazing Saddles? (laughs) Do you think? And the line is it Blazing Saddles, or is it the Three Amigos, where the guy's like badges? We don't need no stinking badges. I don't know. Gosh dang it! That is way too esoteric of a movie reference. I apologize. Um, Well, that I can't believe that they would forget to do that. That was pretty epic when it showed up. Like you take the covering off, and it's like, what? Was it based on a Fiero? (gasps) I bet it was kit car. I bet it was. Proportions looked a little bit off. Why is every kit car based on either a Volkswagen Beetle or a Pontiac Fiero? Well, I think because the Beetle, you can take (laughs) apart the entire thing. You can just take the whole body off and build whatever you want to on top of it. Yeah. In forty-five minutes, Uh, the Fiero, I don't know. The Fiero, I don't know because it was kind of angular already and i I don't know exotic mid-engine i guess yeah i i couldn't tell you Can you consider that an engine what they put in it or is it just like mid power unit it's a motor (laughs) (laughs) it's a motor it's a motor uh it's a four pot yeah it's Um, a pontiac speaking of pot gunther steiner is out (laughs) 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 that was a perfect transition did you see that That did you see how good i'm getting with this uh Gunther Steiner is out at Haas. Yeah, and he was pretty shocked. He was pretty shocked. And they texted him. He, did they really? I think it was I a text. I didn't read that part. Yeah. Um, because he has led that team to bottom-feeding mediocrity for the last six years. I can't believe they would, they would and, uh, oust him. So here's the thing, right? For those of you who don't follow <laughs> Formula One, Haas uh, F1 team is an American Formula One team. So... I follow it pretty closely, um, but they have been a, a pretty poor team since they came in. They've had a couple of good races. They've had at the beginning of a couple of seasons, they've looked kind of competitive, but they've just fizzled every season. And Gunther has been the team principal, like the head coach yeah. uh, since they, since they came to the grid. Yeah, I feel like for the last like three years, he's basically been a Netflix attraction. He has, and yeah. he is personality overload. Like he is perfect yeah. for the Netflixified Formula One. Uh, yeah, because he's sound bites and he's personality, and he's all of that. And but his accent, yeah, yeah, and he looks like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out another esoteric movie <laughs> reference. Have you ever seen <laughs> Have you ever seen the animated Beauty and the Beast? Disney yes. Beauty and the Beast. Okay, there's a part. Where they are trying all of the teacups and uh, animated things, like furniture things, are trying to teach the beast how to be more friendly and personable. And they're trying to teach him how to smile. Yeah. And he does like this huge underbite smile and shows his teeth. And they're like, this this crazy smile and the mirror breaks. That's like Gunther Steiner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss Gunther. Because it was great. Yeah, he's epic. Um, and they replaced him with, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was the uh, head of engineering, I think, for Haas. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's not gonna be any better. No. It. No. It, you can't have a good racing team if you don't invest money into it. Yeah. Gene. Um. Thanks but for nothing, Gene. I, yeah. I think we talked about this before. He, uh, Gene has basically he's more or less said, I don't need to invest money into it because it, it's making me tons of money regardless of how the team. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So he's not necessarily in it to win it. Um, which I, you can't fault him for necessarily. You would think something that bears your last name though would be like, yeah, but I mean, he has Stuart Haas racing. Like yeah, he has NASCAR teams. He's, he's doing just fine in the, yeah, true. Uh, so sad, sad news, sad F1 news that Gunther Steiner is out at Haas. Um, yeah. And the other, the other F1 news that we're going to cover today, <laughs> uh, former Toro Rosso, AKA Alpha Tauri team, Yes. Is probably going to be rebranded this next year. With the worst name in Formula One history. It could it could be the worst name in Formula One history. But I'm not sure. But it's right <laughs> up there. So we're going to be saying hello to the Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. <clears throat> oh, the the racing racing balls or racing, racing bulls. Doesn't matter. And is it like a one in the same like a soup bowl or a a Red Bull. Bowl. Oh, that's a good question, actually. Mm. Depends on if Porsche wrote the name <laughs> or if if uh, Red Bull wrote the name. Could be slightly misspelled. Yeah, we we don't know. <laughs> so I think I I don't know. I guess it, it doesn't matter. It just is what it is. Yeah, that's. I just want to see some cool new liveries out there. I guess this all year. in the name of money. Yeah. Did you see McLaren's new livery? Yeah. New. You can see my air. Oh, quotes. it's just like Red Bull. Yeah. It was the same the thing. thing about, here's the thing. As much as I hate Red Bull and Christian Horner, I don't love Christian Horner. Yeah. He's got a freezer full of bodies. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Uh, him and Toto share one. Yeah. Uh, Red Bull never changed their livery, but it looks really good. It does look pretty good. They chose the perfect, the perfect colors for it. I really wish that like just for one year, Ferrari would go to yellow. I think yellow. I know. Did would you be see their so yellow cool. overalls, yellow coveralls this last year that they did? I think it's spa. Yeah, that was a poor choice, maybe. Yeah, they looked like McDonald's workers, kind of. Um, Same difference. Yeah. Currently. Can we equate this? Might help some of our listeners. If they don't follow Formula One a lot, they're Americans. Maybe they follow football a little bit. Yeah. Let's equate the Formula One teams to football teams really quick. <laughs> Just, or just one of them. Okay. Ferrari, right? I love Ferrari. I've been a Ferrari fan forever. They're the Dallas Cowboys. God dang it. Gosh dang it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Freaking Dallas Cowboys. Because every year they come in and they're like, oh man, this is our year. Ferrari made some upgrades. Yeah. Ferrari's coming in hot. <laughs> um, On fire. Yeah, literally. They're coming in hot because they can't figure out cooling. Right. And, you know, maybe they look good for three or four races or six races. Yeah. And then they press God all over the place <laughs> and they just fall apart. And it's so disappointing every year. It makes me sad because I love Ferrari. And I don't, do I, do I, <laughs> who else, who else do we have? I, I saw just quickly, I saw a meme yesterday that was an Arby's worker, but it had Dak Prescott's face mm -hmm. uh, photoshopped onto it. It was yeah. holding like a batch of, the Arby's turnovers. <laughs> Just said turnovers, anyone? <laughs> uh, that was epic. I laughed really hard. That is funny. And I don't follow NFL at all. Mm. I, I like, I know it through uh, kind of pop culture references a little yeah. bit. 
I just don't have the attention span to watch three seconds of a play and then two minutes of downtime. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Ferrari is the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and it's a bummer. It is a bummer. Red Bull, obviously, uh, Tom Brady era, New England Patriots. Yeah, at the probably. Moment. But Mercedes could have been that too. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. I, I would almost yeah. prefer to uh, compare them to soccer teams. I would too, but I think that's too European for our, for we can't compare a European sport to another European sport. Everybody just turned off their their podcast. Way to go. Please come back. Please. We'll wait. Okay, they're back. Yep. Uh something I read this morning, because it has been and it's blue skies outside right now. Yeah. But this morning at our house, my house, it snowed. It was a blizzard. And then it dumped rain. And then it was a blizzard again. And then it dumped rain again, and now it's blue skies outside. Welcome to Utah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, yeah. and then shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> With a harpoon gun. Yeah. So, it, uh, it got me thinking about a couple of things that we, I want to discuss. Number one, I read an article about Teslas in particular, lots of electric cars, in Chicago in particular, because they have had some pretty cold weather there which is shocking it gets cold in the midwest who would have thought uh, yeah i can't i can't fathom so there are dozens and dozens and dozens of teslas and <laughs> other electric cars that have died on the road outside of electric charging stations because there's not enough public charging stations for them right and the cold weather it depletes killed. their batteries it, it, so fast yeah and so people are sitting in their cars waiting for uh waiting to use a charger and their car just dies because they can't do anything about it. That's so, that's so crazy. I actually earlier today detailed a model S plaid. Okay. And it was super cold outside. Yeah. And so sometimes when that's the case, like when we're working on the interior, uh, we will leave the car running and have the heat on because things like, yeah, Things just don't clean or work properly when it's super cold. Yeah. So we leave the heat on. And when we started on the interior of the model, and an interior, like this car probably took us maybe 30 minutes to do the interior. Sure. The battery started at 78%. So just the heat was running. Mm -hmm. Like we had the screen. There's like a cleaning mode for the screen. So you can turn that off. Oh, that's cool. Um, But yeah, so the heat was on. That was it. And when we got, when we finished, the battery was at like 72%. Yeah. So 30 minutes of just the heat running and it took six, 7% of the battery. Yeah. Like, how is that a thing? I mean, I, yeah. I think, uh, I think it was surprising to a lot of people, at least the quotes that I read from people who, whose cars died, they were surprised that the battery depleted so quickly. And I just, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad for them. You don't um, feel battery? But I'm, I don't think, I don't know. So is there a solution to it? Like to build more public infrastructure? I don't, they, I don't think they can. I think, I don't know. I mean, I think some is available, but like in California where they're having rolling blackouts and they're mm -hmm. asking people not to charge their electric cars because the system can't handle it yeah but then Great. 
by 2030. You have to have an electric car. <laughs> and there's going to be no internal combustion engines by 2050, apparently. Who would have thought that California would be a beacon <laughs> of idiocy? As much as I love going to California. Yeah. We should build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> we should build a wall. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> the best wall. Um. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so as we're driving out in the winter, right, we bought... Did I talk about the Suburban last podcast? Yeah. We bought a Suburban. Yep. Uh, driving it through the snow. The burb. Has been life-affirmingly good. In fact, Liz... It's like a tank. It is a tank. Liz was... Uh, right after we had the baby, um, it's been snowing on and off for the last 10 days, 11 days. And she went out uh, and she's been driving it. And she's like... She came home one night and she said, I need you to help me love the Suburban the way that I need to. And I was like, okay. So I was, you know, explaining to her a couple things and showing her some things. And she's like, yeah, okay, okay. You put a Mercedes badge on it? Maybe. (laughs) And it instantly started leaking oil. (laughs) So I, the next day it snowed a lot and she was taking the kids to school. And she came back and she's like, I love the Suburban. I love it. It feels so planted in the snow. It feels so good. Uh, And it it really does. Um, So it got me thinking and I think you've thought about this too. Driving in winter can be a super pleasurable experience. Oh, It can yeah. be so fun. And <laughs> I will illustrate that by saying when it snowed a bunch, it snowed about eight inches a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I was dropping my boy off, my eight-year-old off uh, at our church for like an activity with his friends. Okay. And the parking lot was covered in pristine oh, eight inches yes. of snow. And Are you I was, in the Mercedes or the Suburban? No, I was in the Suburban, luckily, <clears throat> because I can't turn off the four-wheel drive in the Mercedes. Oh, yeah. I can't turn off a lot of things in the Mercedes. <laughs> uh, so I turned off the four-wheel drive in the Suburban and spun some glorious donuts. <laughs> and it actually, it was kind of a cool thing for me to, it helped me understand the driving dynamics of the Suburban in the snow. As fun as it was, it helped me understand what it's going to do when the tail kicks out help me understand what it's going to do if i have to hit the brakes um or how to straighten it back out so as much fun as it was i feel like it was informative yeah it's like educational yeah it's like yeah and then uh before you jump in here a guy that is in my circle of of uh friends ish um he was driving his caravan his dodge caravan and he was trying to do donuts and he could not could not for the life of him figure out why he couldn't do it yeah Uh, bless his heart yep that's uh that's unfortunate tell him to get some uh like lunch trays from mcdonald's thought about it put those put them underneath yep it's great yeah it's good works well so what do you think about driving in the snow do you enjoy it you hate it no it's like i have two seasons of driving that i enjoy the most Mm -hmm. i always enjoy driving but uh like in the fall or spring when you can have all your windows down sunroof open yep and when there's like six to eight inches of snow on the road yeah because nobody's out at that point sure and not that you drive like a total idiot but it is fun to like learn you drive in a spirited manner yeah it's fun to learn so that's that's actually kind of where i was going with this with driving in the winter yep. when we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, and I get, there's definitely kids out there that are just being idiots, but kids that are like spinning donuts and stuff in church parking lots or adults that are being idiots. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of them. Yeah. Um, but like, it's actually, like you said, it's pretty informative. Like it kind of 
I feel like gives you an idea of, like you said, how your car is going to react in different situations. It does. And I feel like, especially here in the United States, like if you go through driving school, they yeah. basically teach you nothing. Like, <laughs> have you, has anybody ever in driving school, like, do they say, hey, you're going 40 miles an hour. Do a full emergency stop yeah. so you know what it feels like. Yeah. Because most people in an emergency situation, mm-hmm. because they've never like tried that to see what it feels, they don't brake yeah. hard enough. Like, no, it's true. We need to stand on the brakes. Yeah, and the car can handle it. It's the same thing with tires. Like people, yeah. they're start, they're going around a corner. And they're like, oh, I'm going too fast, and they like hit the brakes really hard. And sure, but it's it's. I think it's important to actually learn. Oh, like the limits and capability. Not that you should go and like try and drift your car on the asphalt to yeah. learn the limit, like where it breaks. You can, yeah. but in terms I, of like braking as hard as you can, when the tail's gonna slide out in the snow, mm-hmm. different stuff. That's like how that. they do it in uh, the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, I think their driving instruction lasts for like a year and a half or something like that, and you have to right. have all of these different qualifications, different conditions, all of these different things. Yeah, um, and I, I, man. I have, when I was 16, I would have thought that that's dumb, but the older I get, the more I think I'm putting as, you know, when my, in eight years, when my son can drive, uh-huh. I'm going to put him behind the wheel of a, by that point, a 38,000 pound electric car <laughs> with, you know, 30 hours of driving experience. I think we need to do it a little bit better. And I can illustrate that with my own experience. So I'm going to incriminate myself a whole lot <laughs> okay. in this so I was, I played tennis in high school mm-hmm. um, and I traveled a bunch for like, I, tennis was a big thing for me. And the reason I say that is that it took over a lot of my schooling and in school, you typically take driver's ed. I didn't have time to take driver's ed. So I had to take it through a private class. Yeah. Um, A1 driving. A1 schools. driving. <laughs> and Highland uh, driving Creek Road. Highland driving Creek, baby. And I, so you're supposed to have, I forget what it is, like 30 hours of driving or something like that. Uh, And you're supposed to go to a certain amount of classroom coursework, do a certain amount of classroom coursework. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is I became really good friends with my driving instructor. He was this guy from South Africa and he was a big tennis fan. So we always talked about uh, tennis and things like that. I went to, of you're supposed to go to 24 classes. So it's 24 one-hour classes. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed, I, th- I think it's 30 hours of driving. Yeah. Some in the dark, some in the, yeah. yeah. I went to two, <laughs> two classes of the 24. <laughs> and I did three hours of driving. And not only that, <laughs> I drove myself to my driving test. <laughs> <laughs> I dro- so I drove myself to my driving test and my my instructor his name's Austin was Austin I think he's passed away by now um I pulled in and he's like you just uh dropped your mom off around the corner and I was like yeah she's waiting she's she's waiting for me um so that I mean that to me illustrates the American driving school experience I was in no way qualified to get behind the wheel no but but here i am um so i think it's good to bring it full circle to burn this donut fully right i think i honestly think it's a good idea to go out and have a little bit of fun in your car learn how it's going to handle learn what it's going to do there's a time and a place 
for everything. Yeah. I did but. see today though, I was dropping lunch off to my to my boy uh, up at school. There was, and I want you to see if you can picture this car in your head, a GMC Envoy XUV. Ooh. Oh, yes. Okay, with the retractable <clears throat> rear thing. Right, whatever, whatever that is. The hunchback Chevy Avalanche <laughs> equivalent. He pulled out in front of me uh. on the main road, did the most beautiful, glorious <laughs> drift I have ever seen in my life. Full, like, probably 200 yards, just <laughs> kicking it out perfectly. And uh, I got up and pulled alongside him, and he was probably 70. <laughs> and I I looked at him, and he looked over at me, and I gave him a thumbs up, and he just nodded. It was the coolest thing of all time. Oh, that is epic. It was awesome. Yeah. So he's, he's probably been drifting been, for years. He'd been spinning donuts in the parking lot of vietnam well and if you ask um (laughs) if you in fact i'm gonna text tanner faust right now frequent listener of the show (laughs) yeah um and good friend because i'm pretty sure according to him the gmc envoy Mm -hmm. is a drifting machine (laughs) (laughs) those were built to drift six people are gonna (laughs) laugh at that joke (laughs) uh and (laughs) Somebody go find the mid-2000s version of American Top Gear and watch every episode and that joke will click in your head. (laughs) Because Tanner Faust has never driven a car that wasn't a drifting machine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Rightly so. Okay. Yeah, okay. So winter driving, it can be fun. It can be. And I also will... I'm going to make a quick plug here for winter tires. Oh, plug away. Because... uh, That's what she said. (laughs) You already had the baby. Um, <laughs> but like winter tires make a massive difference. It's Temperature wise and driving in the snow. It's astonishing. Everybody is, is all concerned about. And I feel like this is a, a marketing thing like Subaru. All wheel drive safety. Blow a head gasket every 300 miles. <laughs> Guess what? I promise you 100% that a Subaru Outback with all season tires will perform maybe the same but most likely it will not perform as well as a rear wheel drive car or front wheel drive car with snow tires totally agree yeah it the rubber compound is different yes the siping is different the tread pattern is different they're built to go in snow and cold temperatures and cold temperatures and it is so i would have never believed you but about 10 years ago i put no, I bought a car right before winter and it had snow tires on it. It was mm-hmm. a Volvo and it was front wheel drive. Yeah. And the difference between the snow tires and the all season tires in the snow. It's insane. It's its crazy. And I think you bring up a good point that a lot of people who buy uh, four wheel drive cars or SUVs uh, or what are they calling them now? CUVs? I don't know. I know that uh, on BMW's website, they now call their SUVs sports activity vehicles. Get over yourself, BMW. <laughs> um, but they, I think they get a false sense of confidence. Yeah, for they sure. They think, oh, I have all-wheel drive. I'm good. Yeah. But stopping's a whole, you know, you can't. <laughs> That's a whole other story. A whole other story. But yeah, uh, winter tires, absolutely worth the investment. Yes. But make sure to take them off when the weather gets above 50 degrees. <laughs> Because if I hear another person driving down the street in June (laughs) with studded snow tires, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) It sounds like they're driving on jelly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's that's pretty epic. But like I drove for two years, I drove my M three mm-hmm. rear wheel drive. Yep. Weighs eight hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh with winter tires. And it's great. It was it was awesome. Yep. Glorious. Love it. Yeah. Um, can we talk about your BMW really quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we can. So Hunter we should. We drives. Should. So I drive a two thousand three Mercedes M five hundred. Oh, it's so clean. <laughs> Not the oil pan, but the rest oh, of the no. car is no, very none clean. None of the underside is clean. Um, Hunter drives an E6. Is it 2006? Yeah, 2006. BMW, well, BMW M5. At this point, we may say drove. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. So the E60, or the you know that generation of M5, is known for having a couple of fail points. Yes. <laughs> Number one is oil delivery or the yeah rod right, bearings rod bearings yeah rod bearings so i guess not the, over, but the the rod bearings wear and then they spin when they're not supposed to and then yeah rod bearings usually aren't supposed engine. to spin at all <laughs> yeah uh okay the other so the engine is a fail point on this car <laughs> <laughs> um the other fail hmm. point um the transmission fail point on the e60 m5 i'm, I'm gonna let you jump in here and bring me <laughs> Gosh, up dang it. bring me up to speed like your transmission cannot bring you up to speed <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did i say earlier about a harpoon gun to the face <laughs> um yeah so to make a long story short or i could tell you the full story oh that's okay okay to make a long story short, um, let's see. Let me let me just read this parts list so of it's, which I need let, to order. So tell us uh, what happened. So you've been you were ha- I knew you were having some issues that you thought were um, part of the like the computer. The, the oh yeah, this is separate. the iDrive. Oh, this is a separate thing. This is a separate thing. Okay. So the iDrive system will be fixed. I my new iDrive will be here could be any day okay <clears throat> that's pretty easy fix uh i was driving the other day i figured it was just like this car has a lot of electronics and sensors early 2000s electronics and sensors right not a, not not great um so i figured when i got a uh big red cog on my uh on my center yeah, dash heads up. my heads up display mm-hmm. that said transmission malfunction sure that it was just like it was actually Seemed like it was shifting smoother than it ever had. Ooh. So I was like, oh, this is great. I love malfunctioning yeah. positively. This is amazing. Um, so I just kept driving it and I was like, oh, that's fine. It'll, and I actually thought I was part of the computer as well. Sure. I was like, ah, oh, it's just a new thing. Um, and then, so I was driving around that day. <coughs> Excuse me. I was driving around that day and then I, I pushed on the brake to stop mm-hmm. and it was like the clutch wouldn't engage, so it was still trying to push me forward. Ooh. Which was unfortunate. And then yeah. nine and Z breaking. <laughs> yes. Um, and then it like it killed it. It was because this car is basically a manual transmission, right. but instead of you doing the work, it's automated by a computer. So Do you know what we call that? An automatic, an automatic transmission. transmission. This is different. It's a this manual is... transmission that's automated. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I understand what you mean. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who don't, 
Shut up, Richard. <laughs> Look up the SMG transmission. Learn all about it. Extra, extra. Uh, but yeah, so then it like it killed it like like you would in a manual transmission. Sure. And then it would not go into gear. Well, so, tell me what you were feeling at this point. <laughs> what were you feeling in your heart and digestive tract? <laughs> uh, I was quite angry. So I will also say this. I, I know that these cars are very like they can be finicky. They sure. don't have a great track record. I test drove this car four times. Mm-hmm. I spent really good money on a very thorough pre-purchase inspection. Right. Which it passed with flying colors. Sure. Uh, or else I would have not bought the car. It also mm-hmm. had a great service history. Sure. L- listen, you can't account for everything. No. No. So I was I was pretty... I was actually mad at myself. I was like, all this... I was like, I did all this stuff and yeah. tried to make sure it was right, but it was still stupid to buy it. Sure. That was what was going through my head. Understood. And then um, Winslow kindly picked me up with a trailer, and I trailered it to a shop. Uh-huh. Which one? So it's actually a shout out. Yeah. Uh, two eighteen auto. Mm, okay. So it's actually, um, when I worked at Porsche and Audi, there were two technicians that worked there that yeah. were like super cool. I was really good friends with them mm-hmm. and they decided to leave and start their own shop just like within the last year. Cool. And, uh, so that's where I took it. Um, and they are very competent. So let me just read this parts list that they recommended. Here we so go. They're, they're basically like, here we go. You buy the parts because you'll save twenty five to thirty five percent. Sure, because they have they to get them up. from BMW. Yep. So um, <clears throat> he said, when you have time, I would look up the following parts. I would look up the following <laughs> parts. <laughs> yeah. Did you ask him which ones are the strictly necessary? <laughs> yeah. Uh, clutch. Okay. Oh. Flywheel. Okay. Pressure yeah. plate. Sure. Uh, and other transmission service there's like some small parts here and there okay. that go along with that job okay uh a, a slave cylinder okay um and then an smg pump okay, that um, sounds pretty specific which means it will be pretty expensive <laughs> yeah uh and then all the hardware for the bell housing for the transmission gaskets o-rings uh-huh. um and they have all of those at O'Reilly. <laughs> Napa. Napa. Yeah. So, I don't do do you want to know a number? Uh, if you're comfortable with it, absolutely, but if not, that's fine. Okay. You know how people there's something called a HIPAA violation if you share <laughs> medical information, like if you're a doctor and you share medical information of somebody? Yeah. It's a HIPAA violation? Yeah. So I don't want to automotive HIPAA you if you're <laughs> feeling comfortable. No. So, this is a good opportunity, I think, to let people in on the on the challenges sometimes of being a car person absolutely because this is a perfect window into the soul of an auto right uh, car guy there are plenty of days like honestly for probably the last week i have basically been like i'm gonna buy a freaking corolla i am not i'm yep. so sick of cars i go through this every time i have a problem with the car too yeah and i would never even test i like i i would never buy a a Corolla. If you have a Corolla and you love it, great. I'm super happy for you. You can't do it. I could not do it. I totally actually, it. when my last BMW was getting fixed, <laughs> when uh, that was, I crashed it. Yes. I backed it into my wife's car. That's yes, another story. But I, I had a Corolla as a loaner car from my insurance. Oh, and I just. Soul sucking. I was, 
I didn't. I I drove Sammy's car half the time. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> so you, as you mentioned earlier, you have a pristine 2003 Mercedes ML 500. I do. <laughs> Eight prancing German horses under the hood. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can, can I ask you on this podcast how much you paid for said vehicle? You certainly can. And let, let me just clarify. This is, it's like, I know we joke. Yeah. It's actually a really nice I love ML500. It. I genuinely love it. Super clean. It's in great shape. It is. It's just barely got over 100,000 miles on it. Yeah. I don't I, know I love if it actually leaks it. oil or if that. Oh, no, it does. Joking. Okay, okay, no, it yeah, does. that's fine. Uh, so I paid a little over $6,000 for it. <laughs> okay. So for labor and the parts list that I just read, mm-hmm. um, I haven't nailed down how much parts are going to be, but um, it's, it's pretty close to how much your Mercedes cost. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're probably... We're I just probably, threw up all the nice dinner you made for me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're probably in like the five to six thousand dollars. Yeah, that is, um, that is not insignificant. <laughs> it's not. So, because that's, that's about... It's a Hyundai. <laughs> yeah. That's that's almost half what I paid for the car. Yeah. Actually. That is wild. Well, I'm bummed out. I mean, yeah. you go through it. You make these choices. You go into it. Right. Yeah, understanding what could happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like marrying a woman online. There's a chance that she'll <laughs> raid your bank account and leave you in the night. But yeah. the pictures look good online. <laughs> Catfish. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Condolences. It does suck. It does suck. What, so I'm sure you've had this thought and probably had this conversation. Have you? What about putting a manual transmission in? Uh, I am currently also researching the parts list for that. And it's about the same. My thing is, Would I just don't know. Would it make it more know. desirable though? On the resale market? I don't know. I, I need to look at what swapped ones go for. Of course, a sta- like a stock manual one that came from the factory that way is. I don't know if people okay. have like a weird thing about it being swapped manually swapped manually manual swapped um i think they manually swap the manual they do yeah you're right yeah Um, what if manuel manually swaps the manual (laughs) oh that's the owner manual owner's manual that he owns manuel's manual for manual swapping the manual we we got way that's another (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt um so basically, basically the options I'm going through right now are uh, fix it, sell it, yep, uh, sell it as is, mm-hmm. and probably lose a little bit of money on it, uh, and but just get it. I, I get it gone. I don't want to say get it out of my life because it's been great, but I'm just at a point in my life where I'm like, do you, I don't know if I have the time. Yeah. And would you rather invest that into something new? Are you ready for a new experience yet? I am definitely ready for a new experience. I would own another one of these at a different time in my life. Sure. Now is not the time. Sure. Uh, but my other option is um, going in on a lift to put in Winslow's shop. Sure. In our shop. Um, and then having Winslow do the labor sure for pitching in on the lift yeah which i'm that's kind of what i'm leaning towards i'm gonna test the waters and see how much i could sell it for as is because i know it's not like i'm just saying here it's unknown i know the problem sure can you live with a car without a car for that long i can drive i'll i'll probably drive our our work van for a little bit oh okay or i can also 
um i could drive winslow's audi no his b5 no. s4 no avant no that's mine <laughs> that is mine yeah so that's that's another possibility he has it listed on ksl he did his and i messaged yeah. him about it did you yeah i said would you take this would you trade for a 2003 mercedes-benz <laughs> ml 500 yeah he said no he so we somebody offered him a 535 wagon for trade mm, yeah. and he's like what i should do is take that and then we'll completely M5 swap it with all the stuff from your M5. Do you know how sweet that would be? It would be the most glorious thing ever created. It would. It would. If I had the time. Yeah. Or the patience. But it actually is like everything just like you take it out and you put it in. There's not a whole lot of like custom what, what stuff. What year was the wagon? 2008. Oh, yeah. So same same uh, body style, same everything. Yeah. The only thing that's different is the updated infotainment system. Sure. And you're going to take that out anyway. Yeah. I just put a new infotainment system in my M5. Yeah. So. Oh, man. That would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty dang sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I vote that you do that. If I had the money, I would be all over that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think uh, we've had some fun. We've had some fun today. We have. Had there fun. are so many things that I want to cover. It's been a, a week. I know. After... After almost two weeks, it's well, the just hard like, thing is it's been two weeks and then two weeks off, and then I feel like the holidays yeah. were crazy, and then babies coming and transmissions exploding. Uh, it's been uh, kind of crazy, but we need to get back to it because there's going to be some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, hopefully by the next time we record, uh, I will have an update on my, yes. my car. Keep us posted. Yeah, the saga. Yes, of the E60 M5. Yep. Can I play that Sarah McLaughlin song that they play on all the ASPCA commercials? Yes, you can. You know that one? Yeah, or you could play a little bit of James Blunt. <laughs> that's, that's the only part you need to know. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll record. Let's just record next. Okay. Go drive in some snow. Let's do it. <laughs>